Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Bahrain. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. Location. Bahrain is located in the Middle East, an archipelago in the Persian Gulf, east of Saudi Arabia. The people are known as Bahraini. The official name is the Kingdom of Bahrain. The country gets its name from the Arabic word al-Bahrain, which loosely translates to the two seas. This refers to the blend of freshwater springs and a salt seawater in Bahraini territory. The capital is Manama. The land size, 293 square miles, or 760 square kilometers. The population is 1,526,929. The official language is Arabic. The official religion, Islam. Currency, Bahraini Dinar. The flag, red as the traditional color for flags of Persian Gulf states, with a white serrated band, five white points on the hoist side. The five points represent the five pillars of Islam. The form of government is a constitutional monarchy. Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate Bahrain is the smallest country in the Middle East and is Asia's third smallest country. This island nation is situated north of Qatar and east of Saudi Arabia, with a coastline stretching 100 miles. The country was originally made up of 33 islands, but intensive land reclamation to form other islands has increased this figure to 84. The state consists of two separate groups of islands which together extend about 34 miles or 55 kilometers from north to south and 11 miles or 18 kilometers from east to west. The largest of the islands is Bahrain Island, which accounts for seven-eighths of the country's total land area and most of the population, and is surrounded by smaller islands. One of these islands, Al-Muharraq, the site of the newly expanded International Airport, and it's linked to Manama via a four-lane causeway. The second group consists of the Hawar Islands, which are situated near the coast of Qatar, about 12 miles or 19 kilometers southeast of Bahrain Island. A dispute with Qatar over ownership of the islands was resolved in 2001, when the International Court of Justice awarded them to Bahrain. Small and rocky, they are inhabited by only a few fishermen and quarry workers. But they are believed to hold petroleum and natural gas reserves. Bridges also connect Citra and Nabi Sali and Umm al-Nasan Islands to Bahrain Island, which is linked to the mainland of Saudi Arabia by a causeway to Dharan and al-Khobar. About 92% of the land in Bahrain is desert, and 2.82% of the land is arable. The arable land is a narrow strip along the northern and northwestern coasts of Bahrain Island, 
which is irrigated by natural springs and artesian wells, and is cultivated with date palms, alfalfa, and vegetables. These garden areas are rapidly disappearing due to depleted water resources and development. A desert, punctuated by north to south plateau, extends south of the cultivated area and is barren. In addition to freshwater wells, which were once in abundance, there are places in the sea north of Bahrain where fresh water bubbles up in the middle of the salt water. The landscape is that of rolling hills with numerous rocky cliffs and wadis. A bed or valley of a stream which is usually dry except during the rainy season and then forms an oasis. From the shoreline, the surface rises gradually toward the center, where it drops into a basin surrounded by steep cliffs. Toward the center of the basin is Jabal ad-Dukan, a rocky, steep-sided hill that rises 122 meters, or 400 feet. Most of the lesser islands are flat and sandy, while Nabi Sali is covered with date groves. Having a desert climate, it is one of the world's hottest areas. From June to September, the temperature exceeds 90 degrees Fahrenheit, or 32 degrees Celsius most days, and often reaching 95 degrees. From November to May, the temperatures range from 55 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. The combination of poor soil drainage and few storm sewers can result in muddy city streets and puddles. Rainfall is confined to the winter months and averages only 3 inches, or 75 millimeters per year, but this may vary from almost nothing to double that amount. On average, rain falls only about 10 days a year. Sunshine is abundant year-round. The predominant wind is the damp northwesterly shamail. A less frequent, hot, dry south wind brings sand, dust, and low humidity. The highest point is Jabal al-Dukan, a 134-meter escarpment. The lowest point is the Persian Gulf at zero meters. Natural Hazards Periodic Droughts and Dust Storms Environment The country has five designated protected nature areas, four of them marine environments. Economic developments and population growth have outstripped the available artesian water in the country, and some three-fifths of the water used now comes from seawater desalinization plants, powered by natural gas. Environmental concerns include desertification resulting from the degradation of limited arable land, periods of drought and dust storms, coastal degradation, which is damage to coastlines, coral reefs, and sea vegetation, resulting from oil spills and other discharges from large tankers, oil refineries, and distribution stations. Lack of freshwater resources, groundwater and seawater are the only sources for all water needs. Lowered water table leaves aquifers vulnerable to saline contamination. Desalinization provides some 90% of the country's fresh water. Environmental and international agreements. Biodiversity, climate change, endangered species, comprehensive nuclear test ban, desertification, hazardous wastes, law of the sea, ozone layer protection, and wetlands. Vegetation There are 307 species of flora. 
There are numerous wild desert flowers, desert shrubs, grasses, and wild date palms. Wildlife Bird life is sparse, except in spring and autumn, when up to 330 species of birds, mostly migratory, rest temporarily in Bahrain while traveling to and from higher temperate latitudes. There are 26 species of birds known as breeders in the country. Some are larks, song thrushes, swallows, terns, bulbul, hoopoe, parakeet, and warbler. The hubara bustard, an endangered species, is a regular migrant in the autumn season. There are 18 species of mammals. These include camels, gazelles, desert rabbits, jerboas, mongoose, and hedgehogs. There are 25 recorded species of amphibians and reptiles, as well as 21 species of butterflies. There are four types of land snakes. Marine habitats around the islands are diverse and include extensive seagrass beds and mudflats, patchy coral reefs as well as offshore islands. Seagrass beds are important foraging grounds for some threatened species, such as the green turtles and dugong or sea cows. Dugons around the archipelago are the second largest concentration in the world outside of Australia. In 2003, Bahrain banned the capture of sea cows, marine turtles, and dolphins within its territorial waters. The breeding colony of Socotra cormorants on Hawar is the largest in the world. People Expatriates make up 55% of Bahrain's total population. Ethnic groups are native-born Bahrainis, Palestinians, Omanis, or Saudis. Foreign-born inhabitants are mostly from Iran, India, Pakistan, Britain, and the United States. About three-fifths of the labor force is foreign-born. There are almost twice as many men as women. Arabic is the official language with the Gulf dialect spoken. English is widely used and is compulsory as a second language at all schools. Several other languages are spoken and include Urdu, Hindi, and Tagalog. Religion Bahrain's constitution guarantees religious freedom. It has a predominantly Muslim population with about 70% Shia and 15% Sunni Muslims. The ruling family and many of the wealthier and more influential Bahrainis are Sunni and this difference has been an underlying cause of political and social tension. Christians make up about one-half of the remaining one-fifth of the population and include Anglican, Catholic, Evangelicals, Indian Orthodox, and Syrian Orthodox. The rest consist of Jews, Hindus, and Baha'is. The Indian community has a few Hindu temples. Bahraini Jews constitute one of the world's smallest Jewish communities. It was once home to as many as 1,500 Jews, but today there are approximately 37. Muslims believe in the equality of all people before Allah. There are several differences between the Sunni and Shia sects of Islam. While most Muslims in the world are Sunni, in Bahrain the majority are Shiite. The two groups split in the year 661 CE when the Sunnis refused to acknowledge Ali whom the Shiites recognized as their leader. There are no priests or clergy in Islam. 
There are men who study the Quran, the Muslim holy book, and lead prayers and readings from the text. The Quran, rather than a religious leader, is considered the ultimate authority and holds the answer to any question or dilemma one might have. Muezzins give the call to prayer and are scholars of the Quran who spend their lives studying and interpreting the text. Sunnis elect their religious leaders, whereas in the Shia tradition these positions are hereditary. The most important observation in the Islamic calendar is Ramadan. This month of fasting is followed by the joyous feast of Eid al-Fitr, during which families visit and exchange gifts. Eid al-Adha commemorates the end of Muhammad's Hajj. The mosque is the Muslim house of worship. Outside the door there are washing facilities, as cleanliness is a prerequisite to prayer, demonstrating humility before God. One must remove one's shoes before entering the mosque. According to Islamic tradition, women are not allowed inside. The interior has no altar. It is simply an open, carpeted space. Because Muslims are supposed to pray facing Mecca, there is a small niche carved into the wall pointing out the direction in which the city lies. Death is not acknowledged with great ceremony. People are buried under simple gravestones that face Mecca. History The history of Bahrain has been traced back 5,000 years to Sumerian times. Known as Dilmun, Bahrain was a thriving trade center around 2000 BC. The islands were visited by the ships of Alexander the Great in the 3rd century BC. Islam was accepted in the 7th century AD. The Portuguese occupied the country from 1522 to 1602. In 1783, the Sunni al-Khalifa family took power in Bahrain. To secure these holdings, it entered a series of treaties with the UK during the 19th century that made Bahrain a British protectorate. Claims to Bahrain pressed by Iran were abandoned in 1971, after the UN mission ascertained that the Bahrainis wished to remain independent of that nation, and the archipelago attained its independence that year. A steady decline in oil production and reserves since 1970 prompted Bahrain to take steps to diversify its economy, in the process developing petroleum processing and refining, aluminum production, and hospitality and retail sectors. It has also endeavored to become a leading regional banking center, especially with respect to Islamic finance. Bahrain's small size, central location among Gulf countries, economic dependence on Saudi Arabia, and proximity to Iran require it to play a delicate balancing act in foreign affairs among its larger neighbors. Its foreign policy activities usually fall in line with Saudi Arabia and the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Bahrain generally takes its lead in foreign affairs from its Arab neighbors in the Gulf region. During the Iran-Iraq War, it joined most other Arab states in supporting Iraq. Yet, it has tried to foster better relations with Iran through trade. Bahrain stood with its allies, contributing military support and facilities to the defeat of Iraq. Bahrain has long assisted the American naval presence in the Persian Gulf. In 1977, a formal agreement for home-porting U.S. naval ships was replaced by arrangements to continue ship visits 
and other security cooperation. Since the Gulf War, this cooperation has expanded with arms sales, plans for joint exercises, and U.S. pre-positioning of military material for future contingencies. In 1991, the United States signed an agreement giving the Department of Defense access to facilities on the island. The country is home to the U.S. Navy's 5th Fleet. Since 1994, Bahrain, like several traditional emirates of the Gulf, experienced sometimes severe civil disturbances from a Shiite-led resistance opposed to the ruling family and supportive of establishing an Islamic democracy. In 1996, a band of 44 Bahraini Islamists were arrested for allegedly planning a coup to overthrow the ruling family. The emirate broke relations with Iran, which the former accused of fomenting its civil disturbances, which between 1994 and 1996 had resulted in 25 deaths. In 1997, the United States disclosed that it had uncovered a plot to attack its military forces stationed in the country. On March 16, 2001, the International Court of Justice, or ICJ, resolved a territorial dispute between Bahrain and Qatar over the potential oil and gas-rich Hawar Islands. The islands were controlled by Bahrain since the 1930s, but were claimed by Qatar. Bahrain also claimed the town of Zubara, which is on the mainland of Qatar. The dispute has lasted for decades and almost brought the two nations to the brink of war in 1986. In its judgment, the ICJ drew a single maritime boundary in the Gulf of Bahrain, delineating Bahrain and Qatar's territorial waters and sovereignty over the disputed islands within. The ICJ awarded Bahrain the largest disputed islands, the Hawar Islands, and Kitat Jarada Island, Qatar, was given sovereignty over Jainan Island and the low tide elevation of Fasht Adibal. The court reaffirmed Qatari sovereignty over the Zubara Strip. In August 2002, Hamad, now the king, made the first state visit to Iran since the Islamic Revolution in 1979. The two countries voiced their support for solidarity with the Iraqi people. Iraq was at that time under the threat of a military attack led by the United States for its possession of weapons of mass destruction. Bahrain and Iran urged Iraq to implement all UN resolutions then pending, so that Iraq's territorial integrity and sovereignty could be honored. President Mohammed Khatami of Iran and King Hamad also noted the importance of preserving security and stability in the region, and thus pledged to strengthen ties with one another. Several trade, taxation, and naval agreements were signed at the conclusion of the state visit. As well, both countries agreed to open a new page in their bilateral relations, previously strained due to Iran's support for Bahraini opposition movements and Iran's criticism of the American military presence in Bahrain. In January of 2003, demonstrations took place in Bahrain in opposition to a potential U.S.-led war with Iraq. By January 13th, there were approximately 150,000 U.S. troops in the Gulf region, many of which were stationed in Bahrain in addition to Kuwait, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and Oman. 
The Sunni royal family has long struggled to manage relations with its large Shia-majority population. Inspired by the successful uprisings in Egypt and Tunisia, opposition activists, starting from January 2011, filled the social media websites, Facebook and Twitter, as well as online forums, emails, and text messages with calls to stage major pro-democracy protests. Bahraini youths described their plans as an appeal for Bahrainis to take to the streets on Monday, February 14th, in a peaceful and orderly manner, in order to rewrite the Constitution and to establish a body with a full popular mandate. This resulted in the deployment of Gulf Cooperation Council security forces to Bahrain. Failed political talks prompted opposition political societies to boycott 2014 legislative and municipal council elections. In 2018, a law preventing members of political societies dissolved by the courts from participating in elections effectively sidelined many opposition figures from taking part in national elections. As a result, most members of parliament are independents. Ongoing dissatisfaction with the political status quo continues to factor into sporadic clashes between demonstrators and security forces. On September 15th of 2020, Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates signed peace agreements, the Abraham Accords with Israel, brokered by the U.S. in Washington, D.C. Bahrain and the UAE thus became the third and fourth Middle Eastern countries, along with Egypt and Jordan, to recognize Israel. Current Political Humanitarian Issues Bahrain was given a rating of not free in 2021 by Freedom House, with a score of 12 out of 100. Some key issues will be discussed. Bahrain's Sunni-led monarchy dominates state institutions, and elections for the lower house of parliament are no longer competitive or inclusive. Since violently crushing a popular pro-democracy protest movement in 2011, the authorities have systematically eliminated a broad range of political rights and civil liberties, dismantled the political opposition, and cracked down harshly on persistent dissent concentrated among the Shiite population. Confirmed cases of COVID-19 during the year were concentrated disproportionately among migrant workers, who tended to live in crowded accommodations and were also the most vulnerable to losing their jobs, housing, and residency. By year's end, roughly 94,000 cases and more than 350 deaths had been reported overall. Authorities arrested, prosecuted, and harassed human rights defenders, journalists, opposition leaders, and defense lawyers, including reasons involving their social media activity. All independent Bahraini media have been banned since 2017 from operating in the country and all opposition groups dissolved. Health and hygiene conditions in Bahrain's overcrowded prisons remain extremely serious. Although Bahrain released 1,486 prisoners in March due to the health risk posed by COVID-19, the releases have excluded opposition leaders, activists, journalists, and human rights defenders, many of whom are older and or suffer from underlying medical conditions. No independent media have operated in Bahrain since the Information Affairs Ministry suspended Al-Wasat, the country's only independent newspaper, in 2017. 
foreign journalists rarely have access to Bahrain, and Human Rights Watch and other rights groups are routinely denied access. International wire services, when they cover Bahrain, do so from Dubai or elsewhere outside the country. Six journalists are currently imprisoned. There are 27 individuals currently on death row, of whom 25 are at imminent risk of execution, according to the Bahrain Institute for Rights and Democracy. The investigation failed to comply with the Istanbul Protocol, the internationally recognized legal and professional standards for effective investigations of torture allegations. Government Since the 18th century, the head of the Al-Khalifa, the country's ruling family, had taken the title Amir. The Constitution, promulgated in 2002, established Bahrain as a constitutional hereditary monarchy whose head of state is now titled king. The executive branch consists of the chief of state, or the king, the head of government, or the prime minister, and the cabinet. The monarchy is hereditary. The prime minister is appointed by the king. The legislative branch consists of two houses, a 40-member consultative council, that is also appointed by the king, and a 40-member council of representatives with members directly elected in single-seat constituencies by absolute majority vote. These members serve four-year renewable terms. The highest court in the country is the High Civil Appeals Court. The judiciary of Bahrain is divided into civil law courts and Sharia law courts. Sharia courts, these involving personal status and family law, are further divided into Sunni Muslim and Shia Muslim. The courts are supervised by the Supreme Judicial Council. It has four governorates, each administered by an appointed governor. The legal system is mixed, consisting of Islamic law, English common law, Egyptian civil, criminal, and commercial codes, and customary law. The voting age is 20 years. Women, in addition to voting, may stand for local and national elections. Bahrain is one of the few countries in the Middle East in which women have the right to vote and run for elective positions. It has strong foreign policy and has established 25 embassies all over the world. The military forces are made up of the Royal Bahraini Army, including the Royal Guard, the Royal Bahraini Navy, and the Royal Bahraini Air Force. The Ministry of Interior include the National Guard, Special Security Forces Command, and Coast Guard. Participation in the military is voluntary, and males can enter service at age 15. The country maintains a large military and police force relative to its population, but it is one of the smallest in the region. In 1991, following the Persian Gulf War, Bahrain signed a defense cooperation agreement with the United States. Bahrain is the headquarters for the U.S. Navy's 5th Fleet. The United Kingdom maintains a small military presence. As part of the Gulf Cooperation Council, or GCC, Bahrain participates in security coordination with other countries of the region. The first deployment of the GCC's Peninsula Shield Force was in Bahrain during the 2011 Arab Spring protests. It has a well-equipped defense force that includes 13,000 officers. There is a U.S. military base located in Jufair. 
political parties are illegal in Bahrain. Several underground groups, including branches of Hezbollah and other pro-Iranian militant Islamic groups, have been active. Anti-regime dissidents have frequently been jailed or exiled. However, Sheikh Hamad bin Isa al-Khalifa in 1999 issued an amnesty for most political prisoners, ended the house arrest of Shiite opposition leader Sheikh Abdul Amir al-Jumri, and granted permission for the return of 108 people in exile. By February 2001, the emir had pardoned and released all political prisoners, detainees, and exiles. In addition, the reinstatement of dissidents fired from public sector jobs, the lifting of travel bans on political activists, and the abrogation of state security laws have all created a more open atmosphere for political expression. Beginning with municipal elections in May 2002, candidates from a wide variety of political groups have formed a more pluralistic political culture in Bahrain. As of December 2002, these groups were not officially designated as political parties, but they had the attributes of democratic parties in the West. They can field candidates in elections, organize their activities, and campaign freely. There are seven main political groups, the Arab Islamic Wasat Center Society, the Democratic Progressive Forum, the Islamic National Accord, the National Action Charter Society, the National Democratic Action Society, the National Democratic Gathering Society, and the National Islamic Forum. In addition, numerous other non-governmental organizations were set up after the Constitution was endorsed in February of 2001. Among them, the Bahrain Human Rights Society, the Supreme Council for Bahraini Women, and the Organization Against Normalization with Israel. These organizations campaign on single-issue platforms, hold public discussions and meetings, consult with the government, and are members of Bahraini delegations to international forums. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted by birth. For citizenship by descent, the father must be a citizen of Bahrain. Dual citizenship is not recognized. Residency requirements for naturalization is 25 years, except for just 15 years for Arab nationals. Economy It is among the richest countries in the world based on GDP per capita. Its natural resources are oil, associated with non-associated natural gas, fish, and pearls. The small non-OPEC Gulf oil producer, with around 124.6 million barrels of proven reserves, gets its oil revenue from two fields, the onshore Bahrain field and the offshore Abu Safa field. This is shared jointly with Saudi Arabia. The Gulf Arab state in 2018 announced the discovery of the Khalij al-Bahrain field, its largest oil and gas find since 1932, situated off Bahrain's west coast and estimated to contain at least 80 billion barrels of tight or shale oil, and the country has been looking for foreign investments to help to develop it. Drilling for the first production wells in Bahrain's new offshore shale oil discovery is expected to start at the end of 2022. Crude oil and petroleum products are the primary exports. Its economy is largely centered on the production of crude oil and natural gas, 
and on refining petroleum products. The non-oil sector includes petrochemicals, aluminum refining, ship repair, and light manufacturing. Other major economic activities are production of aluminum, its second biggest export after oil and gas, finance, and construction. Bahrain has remained the most important commercial and financial center in the Gulf, notably of offshore banking, although it has faced growing competition from the UAE. Agriculture Date cultivation has an ancient history here, and the Bahraini dates have a special reputation for their sweetness. Most of Bahrain's food is imported, but agricultural production meets some local needs, including a large portion of vegetables and dairy products. Tomatoes, dates, bananas, citrus fruits, mangoes, pomegranates, and alfalfa are among the main crops. Cattle breeding and poultry farming are also encouraged by the government, while camels and horses are bred for racing. Most of the workforce is men, with women constituting about one-fifth of the total. Women, however, are encouraged to work by the government, especially as a means of increasing indigenous employment. Bahrain has no individual income tax, and its only corporate tax is levied on oil, petroleum, and gas companies. An excise tax on carbonated beverages, energy drinks, and tobacco products was implemented in 2017. In 2019, the country implemented the value-added tax for most goods and services. Taxes account for less than one-third of the country's revenue. Land use. Agricultural at 11.3%, forest at 0.7%, and other at 88%. The unemployment rate was 4.9% in 2020. There is no population below the poverty rate. Bahrain's economic freedom score is 69.9, making its economy the 40th freest in the 2021 index. Bahrain is ranked fourth among 14 countries in the Middle East and North Africa region, and its overall score is above the regional and world averages. The principal obstacle facing the country is its massive debt. Most scientific research focuses on the oil economy, Bahrain has developed advanced technology for petrochemical plants and oil refineries. While developed primarily for domestic use, Bahrain has also sold some of this technology to other countries. Exports. These amount to the value of 30 billion U.S. dollars. Major export goods are refined petroleum, raw aluminum, crude petroleum, iron ore, and aluminum plating. The major export partners are United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Japan, United States, and South Korea. Imports. These amount to $25 billion in U.S. dollars. Major import goods include cars, iron ore, jewelry, gold, and gas turbines. The major import partners are the United Arab Emirates, China, Saudi Arabia, United States, and Brazil. Urbanism and Architecture The first skyscraper in the world to integrate wind turbines into its design is the Bahrain World Trade Center. The capacity of the wind power production is 675 kilowatts, with each turbine at 29 meters or 95 feet in diameter. 
the International Award LEAF, or Leading European Architects Forum, for best use of technology in a large scheme, was won by the 240-meter-tall tower. The King Fahd Causeway, which is 15 miles or 24 kilometers long, links Bahrain to Saudi Arabia. The urban population is 89.6% of the total population. More than one-third of the population lives in the two principal cities, Manama and Al-Muharraq. Manama stands on a seabed, parts of which were recently reclaimed from the water. Manama has modern buildings and wide, tree-lined roads, as well as an older section with a traditional souk, or marketplace. Muharraq is the oldest town and used to be the capital. The city has been modernized, but in the old sections, one can still see traditional architecture. The houses have tall gates and shuttered windows, and are designed around a central enclosed garden or courtyard. Some have wind towers, an old-fashioned form of air conditioning. These towers are open on four sides at the top to direct passing breezes into the house. In the north and northwest of the main island, there are numerous small villages and isolated dwellings, where horticulture is the way of life. Most rural villages have electricity and running water, and are connected to the towns by paved roads. Villages consist, for the most part, of substantial flat-roofed houses built of stone or concrete. Some of the temporary settlements of fishermen and the poor, called barastis, are still constructed of barasti. These are branches of the date palm. There is little permanent settlement either in the southern half of Bahrain Island or on the smaller islands. Bahrain's constitution requires the government to help provide housing for any citizens unable to obtain adequate shelter through their own resources. Nearly three-fifths of all Bahrainis have benefited from government housing assistance in some way, and the government has likewise expended significant resources in recent decades to develop associated infrastructure. In 2001, the government inaugurated a new program to extend housing assistance to rural towns and villages. Family and Households Traditionally, extended families lived together under one roof, parents, children, grandparents, and other relatives. A groom would bring his bride to live with his family. Today, it's becoming more common for young couples to live apart from their parents. Children don't move out of the house even when they're at college or when they start to work, and typically they don't move out until they're married. Mothers usually don't work outside the home. However, if one does, the father is still responsible for supporting his family. It is common for families to employ household help in Bahrain. In Bahrain, family members are expected to have time to pursue their own interests, and family members must respect each other's desires. Meals are usually eaten together as a family. Siblings are not expected to share all they have with each other. They generally ask when borrowing from one another. Teenagers are expected to interact respectfully with their parents. Marriage While arranged marriage is still common, the bride and groom often have a chance to meet before they marry. While it is traditional for girls to be married at 12 or 13 years of age, they now tend to wait until they have finished their education and have a job. Upon marriage, a sum of money is paid to the bride by the groom's family. 
Sometimes she keeps it for herself, but usually the couple uses it to set up a home. Weddings are huge, often with five or six hundred guests. A wedding involves large meals, a religious ceremony, and a henna party in which the bride's attendants decorate her with elaborate patterns. Sometimes celebrations are mixed, but usually they're divided along gender lines. Child-rearing Both parents have equal authority, but in some families, most of the authority is with the father. Boys and girls are generally not used to doing many house chores. However, they are open to taking up responsibilities. Teenagers rarely cook for themselves, and they typically don't have part-time jobs because the concept of working while studying doesn't exist in Bahrain. Parents are expected to give children monthly allowances. Most teenagers are dependent on their parents. Boys and girls are raised separately and according to different standards. From an early age, girls have much more responsibility than their brothers, who have more freedom to play and amuse themselves. Etiquette. As a sign of respect, children do not tend to make direct eye contact with adults. Instead, they look towards the ground when they're spoken to by adults. Pointing with one finger should be used to mark a distant object and not to point to people. It's best to provide a verbal description in those situations. Always give, pass, and receive objects, including food, with your right hand, as the left is viewed as unclean. Always cross your legs at the ankle, not at the knee. Don't point the toe or heel or any part of the foot at any person. Don't show the sole of your foot or use the foot to move anything, as it is often viewed as the lowliest body part. People tend to beckon one another by extending an arm and making a scratching motion with their fingers, the fingers pointed to the floor. Beckoning with the palm up may be considered an insult or a threat. Remove your shoes at the doorway before entering an Arab's home. It is traditional upon visiting someone to be served coffee or tea, possibly food. It is polite to drink two small cups when offered. This custom includes visits to shops or offices. Failure to make such an offer or to accept it is considered rude. Don't take photos of women totally covered in black with only their eyes showing. These are the more extreme. To be safe, always ask permission to take an Arab woman's picture. If you are in Bahrain doing Ashura and want to see a procession, women must be in abaya and hijab and stay in the women and children section. Allegedly, if you are caught taking photos, men will come up and confiscate your camera. Greetings are generally lengthy and involve asking about each other's health and family, although a man does not ask about another man's wife. Everyone stands when someone enters the room, and that person then makes the rounds, shaking hands. After shaking, one touches the hand to the heart in a gesture of affection. Women and men can shake hands, but only if it is initiated by the woman. Culture Bahrain traditionally has been home to a more ethnically and religiously diverse and cosmopolitan population than have other, more insular Gulf states. This openness is reflected in Bahrain's social customs, which, although still conservative, are much more moderate and relaxed than those of its neighbors, particularly conservative Saudi Arabia. Thus, although Bahrain is still at heart an Arab-Islamic country, 
it has been more accepting of modernization and westernization than many of its neighbors. Western-style clothing is common in Bahrain, though some men still wear the traditional thob, which is a full-length tunic, and the kafia, a white headcloth, bound in place by a black camel hair cord known as ikal, the latter often more ornate, particularly among the political elite. Wealthier people tend to wear thobs tailored in a more Western style, with side and breast pockets and collars and French cuffs. Men also wrap their heads with a scarf called a gutra. The dress rules for women are relaxed compared to the more conservative regional standards, although women in rural areas and those in conservative communities in cities still wear the veil, hijab, and a traditional long cloak known as an abaya. Some younger women in the cities leave their faces or even their heads uncovered, but this is rare. Bahrainis tend to be more indirect in their communication style, and being tactful is appreciated. Directly stating your demands may be considered rude in certain situations. People may avoid saying no to others, as avoiding confrontation and saving face is very important. It's best to pay attention to tone of voice and nonverbal cues. Don't be misled into thinking that Bahrainis do not know English. Most of them do. When men meet men, it is customary for one to use the phrase Salamu Alaikum, which means peace be with you. The appropriate response is then Wa Alaikum As Salama, which means in peace be with you. This is usually accompanied by a warm handshake, always with the right hand. Women greet each other similarly to men, but at times kisses on the cheeks are exchanged. During initial meeting, a verbal greeting is also acceptable. Social interactions between non-related members of the opposite sex are not frequent, so as a result, the handshake will usually not be included in the introduction. You will be able to tell if the person you are being introduced to is leery of a handshake as they will probably fold their hands up across their chest to let you know they do not intend to shake hands. Always wait for the woman to initiate, if at all. When it comes to personal space, a little less than arm's length is considered okay. However, more space should be given when interacting with members of the opposite sex. Touching tends to be kept to a minimum, especially when interacting with members of the opposite sex, whereas touching each other, even accidentally, is quite taboo. Family members do not tend to have such restrictions. Most Bahraini women are quick to hug each other, including American women. You will almost never see a Bahraini woman hug someone of the opposite sex. Westerners should avoid public displays of affection such as kissing. It is fine for a man and woman to hold hands. Bahrainis tend to favor direct eye contact in conversations when speaking with members of the same gender. It is best for foreign men to avoid staring directly into the eyes of Bahraini women and for foreign women to do the like with Bahraini men. When talking to an elder, indirect eye contact is often viewed as a sign of respect. Punctuality is valued and appreciated, especially in business situations where it may be considered rude to be late. Sticking to appointments tends to leave good impressions, yet Bahrainis are rarely on time. Their idea of punctuality is different than most Westerners. 
Furthermore, if some personal or family issue arises, they will automatically deal with that and either cancel your meeting or not show up. Most people seem to give of their time freely. Most transportation service run on a regular basis, but there are often delays due to traffic conditions. In the Islamic tradition, women have a lower status than men and are considered weaker and in need of protection. Bahrain has been more progressive than other Arab nations in its treatment of women. They instituted voting for women in 2002, and the first school for girls was opened in 1928, nine years after the first boys' school. Women are primarily working as housewives. However, with the new educated generation, working outside the home is becoming more acceptable. Bahraini women mostly work on jobs that limit them, serving or appearing in public areas as these types of jobs are often considered unacceptable. This is not necessarily the case when it comes to foreign women. Women have their own section in mosques foreign women must also abide. Women will not be allowed inside a mosque wearing shorts. They will be given an abaya and scarf to cover themselves. Women generally walk behind men, although not true for foreign women. Bahraini women and girls may not be alone with a male non-relative. If the women wear an abaya and or hijab, they cannot remove it in front of any man who is not a relative. Bahraini women must sit in the family section of restaurants, not with a man in the general section. This, again, is not applicable for Westerners. Bahraini women and girls cannot swim in public around men, play sports in front of men, or ride a bicycle. It is acceptable for foreign women now to be sleeveless, but it's best not to be out in public with a midriff top or wearing shorts. Most Arab men will find that offensive. Legal Issues Drinking is prohibited by Islam and not allowed for Bahrainis, but it is available for foreigners at certain areas only, such as nightclubs or hotel bars. The legal smoking age is 21 and it is enforced so as not to sell cigarettes to teens and kids. Shisha smoking, or smoking from a water pipe or hookah, is now banned in public restaurants or cafes. Penalties for possession of drugs is quite severe and may include huge fines, jail time, and deportation for expatriates. Illegal drug penalties include a fine and allegedly two to five years jail time. Doing business. Dress for men. For foreigners, conservative suits and ties are common for the initial meetings. Darker colors are the way to go. Jackets are not always a necessity and business casual attire is acceptable in many industries. Dress for women. For foreigners, conservative yet stylish is a good choice. Avoid wearing overly expensive accessories, dresses or skirts cut above the calf, low necklines, and sleeveless attire. Pants are generally acceptable. Jeans and shorts are not usually worn in business situations. Meetings. It's always best to be on time for meetings. A prolonged exchanging of greetings and pleasantries is common at the beginning of meetings. Meetings do not tend to follow set schedules. Frequent interruptions are common. Negotiations. Always remain calm during negotiations as most Bahrainis do not tend to be very expressive in public. Decisions are usually made from the top down and often take time. It is important to not come across as impatient or overeager. 
Avoid any hard selling or pressure tactics. Gift giving. Gifts are not usually given at initial business meetings. It is best to avoid giving gifts until a very strong bond has been established. If invited to a Bahraini home or at someone's office, be aware that it is not polite to openly admire something that is on display, as he or she may feel obliged, most likely unwillingly, to offer it to you as a gift, and may be offended if this gesture is not accepted. To be on the safe side, avoid bringing flowers and or perfume as a gift. Alcohol is not to be given as well. Good gifts include imported chocolates, a simple plant, or a souvenir from your country. Gifts are not usually opened in the presence of the giver. The Bahraini cab drivers may take advantage of Westerners with their fares. They may refuse to use their taxi meters and then charge what they want. The government does not tend to crack down on them. Don't bother trying to buy a map of the island. There are none detailed enough for driving directions. Ask for directions instead. Friday is the holy day. Weekends are Friday and Saturday. Bargaining is expected when shopping in the souk. Education Bahrain's public education system, founded in 1932, is the oldest in the Arabian Peninsula. Public education is free for both boys and girls at the primary, intermediate, and secondary levels, and is mandatory for all children aged 6 to 14. Private and religious schools are available as well. The Bahraini Ministry of Education provides free textbooks. Boys and girls go to separate schools. When there is only one school in a village, boys go to school in the morning and girls go to school in the afternoon. Bahrain encourages institutions of higher learning, drawing on expatriate talent in the increasing pool of Bahrain nationals returning from abroad with advanced degrees. The University of Bahrain was established for standard undergraduate and graduate study, and the King Abdulaziz University College of Health Sciences, operating under the direction of the Ministry of Health, trains physicians, nurses, pharmacists, and paramedics. The 2001 National Action Charter paved the way for the formation of private universities, such as the Alia University in Manama and University College of Bahrain in Saar. The Royal University for Women, established in 2005, was the first private, purpose-built international university in Bahrain dedicated solely to educating women. There are several other prominent universities. Many families that can afford to do so send their children abroad for higher education. In 2004, King Hamad ibn Isa al-Khalifa introduced the King Hamad Schools of Future, this is a project that uses information communication technology to support K-12 education. The project's objective is to connect all schools within the kingdom with the Internet. There is an 86.5% literacy rate, and Bahrain has the highest female literacy rate in the Persian Gulf. Student life. Students tend to socialize by attending sporting events, religious gatherings, and political events. Drinking is never allowed, and smoking is only allowed outside the buildings. There does not tend to be any actual dating, except for rare incidents, as dating is forbidden by Islam. Bahraini nationals tend to be quite friendly and hospitable. Healthcare Bahrain is a welfare state. Medical care is free and comprehensive, 
for both nationals and expatriates. There is provision for most forms of Social Security, pensions, sick pay, compensation for industrial injury, unemployment benefits, and maternity and family allowance payments. The government also sponsors public housing projects that are partially funded by its Gulf neighbors. There are programs that provide for the elderly and the disabled. There is an institution for the blind and one for the physically handicapped. There is a large modern hospital in the capital and many local health centers that focus on preventive care. There are facilities to train doctors and nurses, but many medical personnel are foreigners. Particularly in rural areas, some people still rely on traditional herbal cures made from palm tree flowers, pollen, and buds. The death rate is well below the world average. However, Bahrain is currently suffering from an obesity epidemic, as 28.9% of all males and 38.2% of all females are classified as obese. Bahrain also has one of the highest prevalence of diabetes in the world, which is fifth place, with more than 15% of Bahraini population suffering from the disease and accounting for 5% of deaths in the country. Cardiovascular diseases account for 32% of all deaths, being the number one cause of death in the country, the second being cancer. Sickle cell anemia and thalassemia are prevalent in the country, with a study concluding that 18% of Bahrainis are carriers of sickle cell anemia, while 24% are carriers of thalassemia. Drinking water is improved for 100% of the population. Life expectancy. For females, it's 80 years, and for males, 76 years. Infant mortality is 10.5 out of 1,000 live births. Food. Breakfast often consists of fresh kobes, or unleavened bread, and scrambled eggs mixed with noodles and sprinkled with sugar and cooked beans. The main meal in Bahrain is lunch, which is when the family gathers. Lunch takes place around 2 or 3 p.m. Portions are usually large in restaurants like in the U.S., and it is common for Bahrainis to ask the restaurant to wrap the uneaten food to take it back home. Lunch usually consists of some type of spicy rice dish, like birani, rice with meat. At mealtime, everyone eats out of communal dishes. Usually there is an hour or so before dinner when conversation takes place with no conversation during dinner. After the meal, coffee is served and then any guests may leave. People in Bahrain eat halal meat, and some people follow a vegetarian diet. Halal animals must be slaughtered by a Muslim who says a blessing, and by hand, not by machine, which is the way many chickens in the U.S. are killed, Once killed, the animal's blood must drain completely, since Muslims who eat halal do not consume the fresh blood of animals. Because of the Islamic influence, pork is forbidden. Many meals include a dish with basmati rice. Vegetables, lamb, fish, chicken, and beef are common foods. Dates are used to accent many meals. During the month of Ramadan, popular dishes include salona, which is mixed vegetables, and haris, a traditional sticky wheat and meat dish. Coffee is an important part of social life. Coffee shops are popular meeting places, and coffee is offered as a sign of hospitality. It's often flavored with cardamom and saffron. 
Some popular dishes. Machbus is the national dish. There are many varieties made with chicken, lamb, or fish. It is made with a cooking method that makes use of the water that was used to cook fish or meat and reusing it to cook the spiced rice in it, perfectly blending all the flavors and spice together. Muhammar. It is a traditionally prepared sweet rice dish, usually accompanied by grilled or fried fish or a roast of lamb on festive occasions. Originally, it was made by pearl divers from the region when they sweetened the rice with a date syrup called dibs as a means of restoring their energy and as an alternative to sugar. Today, honey or caramelized sugar syrup can be used instead of the date syrup. The rice is parboiled and steamed but can also be fried in butter to form a crusty layer at the bottom, making it slightly more flavorful. It is additionally flavored with a selection of spices, usually saffron, cardamom, cloves, and rose water. The sweetness of the rice perfectly contrasts the fish flavors, usually rubbed with a local spice mix of ginger, turmeric, chili, onions, lemon, and garlic. It's often paired with a drizzle of lemon juice and rocket salad on the side. Guzi. This is a lamb stuffed with rice, nuts, onions, and shelled hard-boiled eggs. Halwa is a popular dessert. Bahraini halwa is gelatinous when cooled. You can serve it in bowls as an ordinary pudding, and you can pour it on a flat pan, flatten it, and leave it to cool, then cut it into cubes like Turkish delight. Its gel texture is like a soft nougat. In addition to some crunchy nuts, the flavor is subtly increased by the three warm spices, cardamom, saffron, and nutmeg. Halwa is traditionally served with coffee. Arts Traditional handicraft industries receive state and popular support, and most villages practice specialized traditions. Some examples of this are ceramics, basket weaving from date palm leaves, gold working, tin smithing, and textile making. The village of Sanibis is known for elaborate embroidery, often with gold thread, which the women sew onto their traditional dresses and cloaks. Fabric weaving also is practiced, as is the weaving of mats from sea grasses. Shipyards are places of the highly respected art form of Dao building, a two-masted Arab sailing vessel. These are made of wood, according to a traditional design that does not use metal nails. Old-fashioned dows have sails, and more modern ones use diesel engines. Literature Bahrain has a strong literary tradition. Most of the work produced is in the classical Arabic style. Many younger poets are more influenced by Western literature and write free verse, often with personal and political content. Performance Arts the music of Bahrain follows the traditional Arabic mode. It is elaborate and repetitive. It is played on the oud, an ancestor of the lute, and the ribaba, a one-stringed instrument. Bahrain also has a folk dance tradition. The arda is a men's sword dance, which is accompanied by drumming and by a poet who sings the lyrics. Music There is a rich folk music culture and fidgeri, which is a traditional vocal music sung by pearl divers. There are several museums, some of which are devoted to the history of petroleum and pearl diving. Celebrations and Holidays 
New Year's Day on January 1st, Independence Day on August 15th, National Day December 16th, and religious holidays include Ramadan, Eid al-Fitr, and Eid Adha. Sports. Football or soccer is the most popular modern sport, while horse racing remains a national pastime. More than 20 types of Arabian horses are bred on the islands, and races are held weekly on Bahrain Island's largest race course, which seats some 10,000 spectators. Traditional sports such as falconry and gazelle and hare hunting are still practiced by wealthier Bahrainis, and camel racing is a popular public entertainment. They also hold a Formula One motor racing championship, and cricket has become widely popular. Bahrain is the first nation other than the United States of America to host International Mixed Martial Arts Federation World Championships of Amateur MMA. Transportation Bahrain Island has an excellent system of paved roads, and its causeway connections to Al-Muharraq and Sitra Islands and to Saudi Arabia facilitate travel. There are no railroads, but the principal towns and villages are well served by bus and taxi services. A large proportion of residents also own motor vehicles. Bahrain International Airport on Al-Muharraq Island is one of the busiest airports in the Middle East and is served by most major international airlines. There are six registered air carriers and four airports. The Merchant Marine has 234 vessels. Communications It is one of the most technically advanced and connected countries in the world. It uses NGN for increased mobile and Wi-Fi traffic. The government provides free internet in schools and public areas, and national broadband with sole control over the network. It is regulator-controlled by the monarchy. There are 9.57 out of 100 fixed broadband subscriptions. Internet freedom is restricted through blocks. It is well served by satellite and submarine cable access. It is an importer of broadcasting equipment from UAE. Internet users are at nearly 100% of the population. Bahrain Telecommunications Company, or Batelco, established in 1981, serves the country's telephone, wireless telephone, data communications, and internet needs, either directly or through its subsidiaries. Through Batelco, Bahrain has promoted itself as a regional telecommunications center, connecting the countries of the Gulf region with the broader world. In 1998, Batelco opened an underwater fiber optic cable network linking Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, and United Arab Emirates. Several weekly and daily papers are published in Arabic, and a small number appear in English. Most of the press is privately owned and is not subject to censorship if it refrains from criticizing the ruling family. The state-run Bahrain Radio and Television Corporation operates five terrestrial TV networks and several radio stations. Satellite TV systems provide access to international broadcasts. These broadcast most programs in Arabic, although there are channels in English. One private FM station directs broadcasts to Indian listeners. Radio and TV broadcasts from countries in the region are available. There are 18.5 out of 100 fixed-line telephone subscriptions. 
There are 129 out of 100 mobile cellular subscriptions. Energy. Bahrain produces enough electricity for its country's needs, with 100% of it from fossil fuels. It does export and import electricity. It produces and imports crude oil, but exports no crude oil. It produces and exports refined petroleum products. It produces enough natural gas for its own use and exports natural gas. It imports no natural gas. It has natural gas reserves. Travel. Bahrain does experience political unrest, resulting in frequent protests and sporadic violence in certain areas of the country. The U.S. Embassy restricts its employees from traveling to specific areas and advises all U.S. citizens to do the same. In Manama, it's recommended that travelers using local taxis insist on the use of a meter to avoid being overcharged. The country has a professional police force. Contact the police if you encounter problems. It is recommended you always have your passport with you. Driving under the influence can land you immediately in jail. Public drunkenness and disorderly behavior can result in arrest. The use of vulgar language or hand gestures can result in heavy fines or criminal charges. Travel by road is generally safe, although unsafe driving practices are common. The Amwaj Islands are an archipelago off the coast of Bahrain. The islands are made, as is often the way here, from 100% reclaimed land, and you will find whitewashed towers, luxury apartments, billionaires' yachts, and some of the best beaches in the country. These include the enclaves around Tala Island with pristine sands and azure lagoons. Muharraq. This was originally the capital of Bahrain, but now is the entry and exit point to the country since the Bahrain International Airport is here. You will find the traditional souk or marketplace with a wealth of Middle Eastern trinkets and cafes with hookah pipes and mint tea. Hawar Islands. At the southernmost point of the Bahraini archipelago and just across the coast from Qatar, this area is uninhabited, but it is a place for bird watchers. Here you will find the rare and endangered Socotra cormorant. Occasionally, an Arabian oryx can be spotted as well. Zalak. This is on the western coastline of the country and is famous for its white sands of Al Jazair Beach. Water sports are very popular here, including jet skiing and kite surfing. There are also barbecue pits all along the beach. The Mountain of Smoke is a hill in the southern governorate. At 134 meters or 44 feet above mean sea level, it is the country's highest point. It is named this way because of a haze which often surrounds it on humid days. Bahrain World Trade Center this is a 240-meter-high, or 787-feet, 50-floor twin-tower complex located in Manama. It was completed in 2008 and was the first skyscraper in the world to integrate wind turbines into its design. The wind turbines were developed, built, and installed by the Danish company Norwin AS. The project has received several awards for sustainability, the two towers are linked via three sky bridges, each holding a turbine. Each turbine is aligned north, which is the direction from which air from the Persian Gulf blows in. 
The sail-shaped buildings on either side are designed to funnel wind through the gap and to provide accelerated wind passing through the turbines. This structure was featured prominently in the 2009 science fiction sci-fi channel movie Annihilation Earth. Royal Camel Farm On the outskirts of Manama, it was founded by the late Sheikh Mohammed bin Salman al-Khalifa, uncle of the current ruler of Bahrain. It's a hobby farm, meaning the animals aren't raised for racing or for their meat, and there are hundreds of camels living here, all owned by the royal family. This site is not widely advertised as a tourist attraction. However, it's open to the public every day until sunset, and you can visit, see the camels, and chat with the farmers. Entry into the farm is free, but there are sometimes opportunities to feed or even ride the camels, and a small fee for this can be negotiated with the workers. Tree of Life is a 9.75 meter or 32 feet high tree that is over 400 years old. A soil and dendrochronology analysis conducted in the 1990s concluded that the tree was an acacia planted in 1582. It sits on a hill in a barren area of the Arabian Desert, just outside of Jebel Dukan, the highest point in Bahrain, and 40 kilometers from Manama. Due to its age and the fact that it's the only major tree growing in the area, it is a local tourist attraction and is visited by approximately 65,000 people every year. It isn't certain how this tree survives since Bahrain has little to no rain throughout the year. It is abundantly covered in leaves and the roots are 50 meters deep, which may be enough to reach water. Some claim that the tree is standing in what was once the Garden of Eden. The yellow resin from it is used to make candles and gum. The beans are processed into meal, jam, and wine. There are three UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Kal At al-Bahrain, which is ancient harbor and capital of Dilmun. It is a typical tell or an artificial mound created by many successive layers of human occupation. The strata of the 300 by 600 meter tell testify to continuous human presence from about 2300 BC to the 16th century AD. About 25% of the site has been excavated, revealing structures of different types, residential, public, commercial, religious, and military. They testify to the importance of the site, a trading port, over the centuries. On the top of the 12 meter mound, there is the impressive Portuguese fort which gave the whole site its name, Kala Fort. The site was the capital of the Dilmun, one of the most important ancient civilizations of the region. It contains the richest remains inventoried of this civilization, which was only known from written Sumerian references. Purling, Testimony of an Island Economy The site consists of 17 buildings in Muharraq City, three offshore oyster beds, part of the seashore, and the Kualat Bu Mahir Fortress on the southern tip of Muharraq Island, from where boats used to set off for the oyster beds. The listed buildings include residencies of wealthy merchants, shops, storehouses, and a mosque. The site is the last remaining complete example of the cultural tradition of pearling and the wealth it generated at a time when the trade dominated the Gulf economy That was the 2nd century to the 1930s, when Japan developed cultured pearls. 
It also constitutes an outstanding example of traditional utilization of the sea's resources and human interaction with the environment, which shaped both the economy and the cultural identity of the island's society. The Dilmun Burial Mounds, built between 2200 and 1750 BCE, span over 21 archaeological sites in the western part of the island. Six of these sites are burial mound fields, consisting of a few dozen to several thousand tumuli. In all, there are about 11,774 burial mounds, originally in the form of cylindrical low towers. The other 15 sites include 17 royal mounds, constructed as two-story sepulchral towers. The burial mounds are evidence of the early Dilmun civilization around the 2nd millennium BCE, during which Bahrain became a trade hub whose prosperity enabled the inhabitants to develop an elaborate burial tradition applicable to the entire population. These tombs illustrate globally unique characteristics, not only in terms of their number, density, and scale, but also in terms of details, such as burial chambers equipped with alcoves. Travel Alert from the U.S. to Bahrain There is a Level 3 travel advisory, which means it is best to reconsider travel to Bahrain. This is due to the COVID-19 risk in the country and due to a risk to civil aviation operating within the Persian Gulf and the Gulf of Oman region. This alert is from September 2021. Segment 3. Who is? Haya bint Rashid al-Khalifi, the first Middle Eastern woman to become the president of the United Nations General Assembly. Ahmed al-Fateh, Ahmed the Conqueror. He became the first monarch of the incumbent royal family of the Kingdom of Bahrain, the al-Khalifa dynasty, after defeating the Persians who had invaded the island of Zubara, home of the al-Khalifa tribe, in the late 18th century. Ibrahim al-Arayad was one of Bahrain's most renowned poets who made an outstanding contribution in the fields of language, poetry, and diplomacy. He was also elected as chairman of the Constituent Assembly in 1972 to draft the country's first constitution after independence. Ali Bahar is a well-known Bahraini Western music performer and founder of the band called Al-Ekwa, The Brothers, one of the most successful music bands in the Arab world. Al-Ekwa attracted 116,000 people during a live performance in Oman, setting the highest audience record ever for an Arabic band live show. Zainab Al-Askari is a Bahraini actress and model popular in the Persian Gulf. She has starred in and produced several shows for television in the Gulf. Although a Bahraini national who has acted in several Bahraini productions, she has appeared as one of the main characters in several Kuwaiti and Saudi Arabian TV shows. She is also a spokesmodel for Parachute in the Persian Gulf. Nabil Ahmed Abdul Rasul Rajab is a Bahraini human rights activist and opposition leader. He is president of the Bahrain Center for Human Rights. He is also a prominent international human rights activist. He is a member of the Advisory Committee of Human Rights Watch's Middle East Division, Deputy Secretary General for the International Federation for Human Rights, former chairman of Karam Asia, 
member of the advisory board of the Bahrain Rehabilitation and Anti-Violence Organization, and president of Gulf Center for Human Rights. Rajab started his human rights activity during the 1990s uprising before going on to become involved in campaigning on behalf of migrant workers in GCC countries. He subsequently became a leading campaigner against civil and human rights abuses in Bahrain, including torture and deaths in official custody. He is known for his pioneering use of social networking as an important element in human rights campaigning, which has brought him into conflict with the authorities. Frontline defenders, Human Rights Watch, and Reporters Without Borders have described him as being targeted by Bahraini authorities for his human rights activities. Maryam al-Khalifa is a distant member of the Bahraini Royal House of al-Khalifa. She is known for eloping with a U.S. Marine to the United States and claiming that she feared honor violence by her family in retaliation. Her story was featured heavily in the American press, including the Oprah Winfrey show, and was turned into a television movie. Segment 4, Who Would Have Thought? Bahrain is famous for the antiquity of its pearl fisheries, which are considered the best. It was the first place that oil was found. That was in 1932. The first skyscraper in the world to integrate wind turbines into its design. Interesting info. Bahrain holds many Guinness Book records. One is for having the biggest simultaneous coin toss. This was accomplished at a British school in the country and was done by 1,117 of the staff and students. The last prime minister was the longest-serving prime minister in the world, holding the title from 1970 to November 11, 2020. The Bahraini dollar is the world's second-highest-valued currency unit. This is the world's least-taxed country. Under Islamic law, a woman may not be examined by a male doctor, so the government encourages the training of female doctors. The country boasts to having the largest underwater theme park in the world, Dive Bahrain. It has one of the world's largest single-site aluminum smelter, Alba. Durat Al Bahrain is a series of 14 large artificial islands that cost $6 billion in U.S. dollars value to construct. The islands are designed to look like flower petals and are used for residential housing as well as tourism, with luxury hotels and shopping malls. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bahrain in my Nations of the World podcast series. Next time, we'll learn about a country which still has Bengal tigers roaming in the wild. Is that dangerous? We will see. It's interesting to note that this country has the largest vegetarian population in the world. Although it has the longest uninterrupted beach in the world, discover why people are expected to swim at these beaches fully clothed rather than in swimsuits. Have you ever wondered which capital city in the world is the most densely populated? Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Bangladesh. I'm excited to share that in under five months, I have hundreds of listeners from all over the world in 62 different countries. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode, and you will have the chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you'll receive the shout-out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words each. You can also just purchase a single ebook in the series on Amazon in the Kindle ebook section for just 99 cents. You can find them by searching for the country name followed by Nations of the World. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. Without your interest in the show, I would have no reason to continue producing more episodes. I have many exciting ideas on how to expand the show, which I can't wait to get to in the future. I also look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners to get some input, advice, and ideas on how to improve the show. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it. We're all human and we all share the same world.